How's the Rav? Good. Good afternoon, everyone. Shalom Aleichem. Baruchem Abayim. Welcome to the Kailal Agadaperka here on our Monday afternoon uh, national shir. Parshas Mishpatim. Haba Aleinu Latoiva. This week uh, will be Chodesh Adar. Mishenechnas Adar Marben Besimcha. And on that note, we have very joyous announcements to make today. Firstly, we're very excited to uh, be my dear, everyone, that uh, about upcoming events, which are very exciting. You could join us February 17th to 19th. We still have some spots left. We're going to uh, be visiting the Chachme Italia in the footsteps of the Chida, going to the cities of Venice and Kona, Padua, Reggio, Pisa, um, Ferrara, and Livorno. So you could join us February 17th to the 22nd. You could join us for our first ever Machon Magarakir Yarche Kala, March 3rd to the 5th in Miami. If anybody would like to be Mishtatev, uh, next upcoming Sefer is on Chinuch Habanim. And today we have a fantastic topic on uh, connected to the Parsha, Parshas Mishpatim, as well as uh, one of my favorite topics in general. Actually, two of my favorite topics in general. And let's get right into the subject at hand. Um, the Gemara Menachas tells us on Mem Gimel Amir Beis, the Gemara tells us that uh, a teaching of our favorite Hana, Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Meir would teach us, Tanya Hayy Rabbi Meir, would say, Chayiv Adam Lavarech Mea Brachais Bacholyan. person is obligated to make a hundred blessings a day. Shenemar, Biato Yisrael, Ma Hashem Me'imach. And now Israel. What does Hashem your God ask of you? So this is the famous teaching of a hundred blessings a day. And the question is, first of all, why would Reb Meir be the one to uh, teach this teaching? Why is it Reb Meir? Of all the Tanoim, why would Reb Meir teach the importance of a hundred blessings a day? So that's uh, the first uh, subject we want to try to study. You know, every teaching in Shas, we have we have the right to ask and to analyze and to try to understand that why why specific why specifically um, was that is that Tana the one to make that to to offer us this teaching? The pasuk says in Akev. From which Rameir makes this limud, Va'ato Yisrael, and now Israel, Ma Hashem me'imach. What does Hashem, your God, ask of you? Kiyim liyira. The Medrash learned something else out of here. You see, Rameir learned out from here the importance of a hundred brachas. But what's interesting is that the Medrash learned something else out of here. Because the Medrash comments that when Adam Arishon ate from the Eitz Hadas, and it says, Oh, he ate from the Eitz Hadas, and now. Maybe he'll send forth his hand and he'll eat from the Eitz HaChayim. And 
Um, what exactly are we... Uh, it's interesting. The matter says, now that he ate from the Eitz Hadas, we're worried, maybe he's going to eat from the Eitz Hachayim. So you know what the Medrash tells us on that? The Medrash says, um, the fact that Hashem used the word Va'ata, Va'ata pen Yishlach Yadoi, Amr of Abba Bar Kahana, Malamid Shapasach Lehakadosh Baruchu Pesach Shel Tshuva. This teaches us that Hashem opened up for Adam Arishain an opening of Tshuva. Why? Where do we see that Hashem offered Adam Arishain a chance to do? Shuva. Where do we see anything about Teshuvah there? So, what's interesting is that it says the word Ata, and Ein Va'ata Ela Tshuva. Shenemar Vi'ata Yisrael Ma Hashem Lekecha. And now Israel, what does Hashem ask of you? So it's very interesting that out of this pasuk, Ma Hashem Lekecha Shoyel Me'imach, we learn now two things. Rameir would say that we learn out Mea Brachis, Al Tikri Ma Ma Ela Mea. And the Medrash learns out it says Va'ata in Va'ata Ela Tshuva. So what was it? Do we learn out Do we learn out Mea Brachis? Or do we learn out Teshuva? And this is the question of the Chida in the Kisei David. The Chida says, Amarti Akadma. Menachais, Daf Gam, that's Daf Mem Gimel. It says, Tanya Hayer, a mayor, Oimer, Chayev Adam Lavarich, Kof Brachas, Vachalyam, Shanemar, Vata Yisra, Ma, Shemlekacha Shomeimach, Kiyam Lira, Al Tikri Ma, Elamea. And Chazal, on the other hand, learn out, Inva Ata Elachuva. So, how do you connect these two drashais? How do you connect these two drashas? Is it do we learn it? Um, do we learn out mea brachas, or do we learn or do we learn out tshuva? Like, what's the connection between mea brachas and tshuva? By the way, we spoke about this recently on a Wednesday night from Reb Chaim Falaji about the connection between brachas and uh, doing teshuva. We spoke about this in uh, connection to. Shoivavim uh, and Tubishvat, but we're going to take another angle today. Um, we also we also noted the fact that who may, who offered us the teaching, who taught us about the importance of a hundred brachos, Reb Meir. But by the way, it's not only Reb Meir taught it to us; it's Tanya Reb Meir Haya Oimer. This is something that he would say very uh, frequently, very often. Um. He would say this often. So why would Rameir often say this? You know, there's another Pasuk from which we learn, another source which references Meir uh, Brachais. It's a Medrash Tanchuma in Parshas Kairach, where the Medrash says, Hukam oil is Begamatria Kuf. Kuf, Keneged, Kuf Brachais, Shebechol It says, Noom HaGever Hukam oil. The word of the man who established the yoke, and the the Medrash Tanchum Parshas Koyach says, "Oil is gematria kuf keneged the hundred blessings that we say every day." Because uh, every single day, there a uh, hundred Jews died 
So David HaMelech came along and he was masaking Kuf Brachais. So it's interesting. Hukam oil, Begamachia Kuf, Keneged Kuf Brachais. Fine. So from Hukam oil, we learn out 100 Brachais. But the Gemara Moed Katan learns out something else out from the word oil. The Gemara Moed Katan learns out from the word oil that um, the Gemara Moed Katan learns out from the word oil that David Amalek established the yoke of Tshuva. Amr of Shmuel Bar Nachmeni, Amr of Yonasan, Maidachsiv, Noom David ben Yishai, Noom Hagever Hukam oil, Noom David ben Yishai, Shehekim Oila Shal Tshuva. The word of David ben Yishai, who established the yoke of Tshuva. Now, um, here's another instance where Chazal, from the same Pasuk, learn out Brachos and learn out Tshuva. You know, so we find a number of instances where Tshuva and Brachos are learned out from the same Pasuk. Either Ma Hashem Lekecha or Hukam Oil. By the way, the Chida in the Kisei David also points out this uh, this um, phenomenon that again we see that we learn out a hundred brachos and tshuva from the same pasuk oil, and Rabin and uh, the Chida in the Kisei David references yet a third. Uh, instance where brachos and tshuva are learned out from the same pasuk. Rabbeinu Ephraim on the pasuk Vishavta ad Hashem Eloikecha Vishavta of course refers to tshuva ad Hashem ad is 74 Hashem is 26 ad Hashem is also 100, 100 brachos so that's another example where we learn out brachos and tshuva from the same pasuk. So I'm very excited to share with you. Stama, interesting idea, is we're about to learn a teaching from one of the great all-time Mefarshim, Mekubalim, the Archaim HaKadosh. We're all familiar that the Archaim HaKadosh of Chaim Ibn Atar wrote a wondrous commentary al HaTorah. But what we may not be familiar, uh, familiar with is that Reb Chaim Ibn Atar was a Rebbe of the Chida. The Archaim HaKadosh came to the land of Israel. By the way, en route to the land of Israel, he stopped off in Italy. And, you know, actually very fortunate for the Archaim HaKadosh. You know, when I had uh, the opportunity to go to Morocco, I uh, I got a number of svarim about the Kvarim in Morocco. Just in the city of Marrakesh, I have a very big Sefer, tremendous Sefer of hundreds of Chachamim who lived in Marrakesh. And I'll tell you the truth, I hadn't heard of Kemad any of them. And it was so surprising to me why I was so unfamiliar with all of these Chachamim. And what I learned was that the printing press didn't make it to Morocco. And therefore, so many of these Sadiqim we don't really know about because we, we were never privileged to benefit from their svarim because there was no printing press there. And had the Arachayim HaKadosh not come to Eretz Yisrael via Italy, we probably would not have heard of him. Or he would not have the same uh, recognition that he does. But because he stopped off in Italy and he's able to publish his svarim, so all of Klai Yisrael is Nene from the Arachayim HaKadosh. Many don't know the, that the Arachayim HaKadosh taught the Chida 
in Yerushalayim for a short time. And what we're about to learn is a chidosh of the Arachayim HaKadosh. I do not believe it appears in any of his svarim that we're familiar with. It's quoted and preserved by the Chida in the Sefer Kisei David and in the Sefer Midbar Kedemos. And the uh, Chida brings the number nine. Shamati, Mishem Harav HaMufla, Chacham Kadosh, Marena Rav Chaim Ben Atar, Shadikdek B'divrei Rav Levi, Demai Rumya Ika, What's the stira? On the one hand, Lashem Ha'aretz Umalaya, Uvechazdoi Ha'aretz Nasan Levnei Adam. Namely, the Archaim HaKadosh is uh, commenting on the well-known Gemara and Brachis. The Gemara and Brachis, Daf Lamed Hamad Av, going on to Lamed Hamad Beis, brings Reb Levi Rami. Reb Levi asked the stira. On the one hand, it says, Lashem Ha'aretz Umalaya, and on the other hand, it says, Hashamayim, Shamayim Ba'a, we have a contradiction. One Pasuk says, to God is the earth and its fullness. That the world belongs to God. And elsewhere, the Pasuk says, the earth belongs to man. Says the Gemara, there's no difficulty. Here, before the blessing, here after the blessing, before the blessing, Lashem Ha'aretzimlaya, the world belongs to God. After the blessing, Hashem, Hashemayim Shemayim Lashem, the heavens belong to God. But Ve'aretz Nasan Adam, the earth belongs to man. Before a blessing, God owns the earth. After a blessing, man owns the earth. Therefore, comes uh, the Gemara. The Gemara says, before a person makes a bracha, he doesn't own the food. After a person makes a bracha, he does own the food. Ah. And Archaim HaKadosh says, I don't get the stira in the first place. What's the contradiction in the first place? There's a contradiction. The earth belongs to God. And another Pasuk says, It's not a contradiction. It belongs to God. And in His goodwill and in His good graces, He gave it to man. Is that a contradiction? That one Pasuk says, the world belongs to God. And one Pasuk says, The Pasuk itself is explaining, the world belongs to God, but He gave it to us. So what's the contradiction? Do you see a contradiction? There's no contradiction. The world indeed belongs to God, and He very nicely gave it to us. And He says, here's the contradiction. You cannot say God gave us the world. You know why? Because we're God's avodim. We're his slaves. And when you give a slave something, what the slave owns, the master owns. What the slave owns, the master owns. So you can't say the world belongs to God, but he gave it to man. How could God give to man the world, but man is God's Eved and Mashakana Eved Kana Rabbi? So it's not enough to say that the world belongs to God and God gave it to us. What do you mean? He gave it to us. He can't give it to us. We can't acquire it. To which the Gemara answers Here is before you make a bracha, here's after you make a bracha. Before you make a bracha, you're, a, you're God's slave. After you make a bracha, you become Hashem's children. You become Hashem's children, 
then Hashem could gift us the land. Because brachais demonstrate that we are banim lamakayim. Says the Archaim HaKadosh, Shamati Meshem HaRav HaMufla, Chachem Kadosh, Rav Chaim Atar. He says, V'tirets, the Kashalei, the Gemara's Kashalei is, Anachnu Avadav, we're God's slaves. Ve'ech Ka'amar, how could you say, V'aretz Nasan Lamei Adam, the land belongs, was given to man. Harei Masha Kana Eved, Kana Rabbi. What an Eved is Kaina, the Master is Kaina. V'alzeh Meshani, and on this the Gemara answers, Rablevi kan kaidem bracha, kan la'achar bracha. Here it's before you make a blessing. Here it's after you're making a blessing. The achar bracha, after a blessing. Yesh lanu dinim, we have a din shanachnu banim, that we're God's children. Vahanasina, shema nasina, and the gift is a good gift. Adkan shamati, that's all I heard. Okay. Now, comes the chida. And by the way, in the Midbar Kedemais, he also brings the stira. He says, on the one hand, we have a Pasuk, Lashem Ha'aretz Malaya, elsewhere it says, Ve'aretz Nasalav Adam. And the Gemara answers, Kan Kaidam Racha, Kan Lacha Racha. And I heard from the Archaim HaKadosh, who was bothered, what's the question? Maybe God gave it to us. To which he answered, that how could God give it to us, but we're his Avadim. And the answer of the Gemara is that by making brachos, we have a din banim and the nasina is a nasina. So the Chida adds something spectacular. The Chida adds that, what was the Gemara's question? That how could God give us the world? We're his avadim. But the din of Masha Kana Eved Kana Rabbi, you know what that din is? Is that an Eved Kenani cannot make an acquisition, whatever Eved Kanani is Kaina, the master is Kaina. That's only true by an Eved Kanani. But by a Jewish slave, we do not apply the rule of Mashakana Eved Kana Rabbi. The din of Mashakana Eved Kana Rabbi does not apply to an Eved Ivri. Presumably we're an Eved Ivri. In that case, what was the question of one Pasuk says, Lashem and elsewhere it says, God gave it to us. And don't tell me this business of Mashakana Eved Kana Rabbi. That's only by an Eved Kanani, not by an Eved Ivri. To which the Chida says that there is no doubt that if we would only be Avadim Tashem, our status would be that of an Eved Kanani, not an, not an Eved Ivri. Our Gufim, our bodies would be completely acquired Tashem like an Eved Kanani. How's that? And the Chida brings a proof. The Chida proves it from Yisurim. The Gemara says that Yisurim are redemptive. Yisurim redeem a person. Yisurim are mechaper a person's avaynais. How so? A kavachaymer. The kavachaymer is madach. If a master knocks out a tooth or an eye of a slave, he goes to freedom. Yisurim, that purge a person's whole body, alachas kama v'kama. So the Chida says, the Gemara brings a proof that Yisurim are redemptive from a kavachaymer. If shein v'ayin, if an eye, it's a Gemara brachas if an eye or a tooth, shein v'ayin, a tooth or an eye, if the master knocks it out, 
a person goes out free, a person is yoytzei lecheros, then yisurin, that purge a person's whole body, all the more so. Now, what kind of master who knocked out the tooth or the slave of what kind of servant would the servant go free? Of what kind of servant, what kind of slave goes out b'shein ra'ayin? Not an Eved Ivri, an Eved Kanani. So it means the Gemara is making a limud that if an Eved Kanani goes out with Shein Va'ayin, certainly if Hashem sends us Yisurim, we'll go out with Shein Va'ayin. That means the Gemara is comparing us to an Eved Kanani. Says the Chida, from this Gemara we see that if we are Avadim Tashem, we're an Eved Kanani. And we indeed would apply the rule of Mashikana Eved Kana Rabbi. Ah, so now it behooves us to understand what proof is it that we are indeed children to Hashem. How do we know that we're Banam Lamakam? The fact that we make brachas. How does bra- how do brachas demonstrate that we are Banam Lamakam? Says the Halig there's a Gemara in Shabbos, Peitesam and Aleph. Am Rabbi Shubhan Levi. When Moshe Rabbeinu went upstairs, he found that HaKadosh Baruch Hu was tying crowns on the Oisiyos. So Moshe Rabbeinu said, Nothing. He didn't say anything. So Hashem said, Hey, Moshe, they don't greet people where you come from. Why didn't you say hello? You came upstairs. You didn't say hello. Why didn't you say hello to me? So Moshe said, Does a slave say hello, give shalom to his master? That would be audacious for a slave to give shalom to his master. Says the Chidan the Midbar is that from the fact that we say bracha is it demonstrates that we're banim lamakaim. Why? Because the Gemara says in bracha is that there's an idea that an eved doesn't greet his master that an Eved is not Mevarech, his master, the fact that God gives us the license and the Rishos to make brachos, this shows Rabbanim Lamakaim. This shows that God has given us the great gift that we're his children. So once we're his children, then everything he gives us, we acquire. So the way the Arachayim HaKadosh learns the Gemara is like this. We have a stira. The stira is, one Pasuk says, Lashem Ha'aretz, the earth belongs to God. One Pasuk says, Ve'aretz Nasan Levnei Adam, the earth belongs to man. And don't try to answer, sure, it belongs to God. He gifted it to man, because God cannot gift it to man, so long as that we're a slave. To which the Gemara answers, that's before we make a bracha. Before we make a bracha, we have a din of a slave. After we make a bracha, we have a din of children. Ah, says the Chida, we are now privileged to understand the connection between a hundred brachas and shuva. We asked, why do we learn out from the Pasuk? And at the same time, we learn out, the answer is, we've explained so many times that the gift of tshuva is only available to the Jewish people. Only Jews are able to repent. The nations of the world are not able to repent. Why is that? 
because the Jewish people are the children of Hashem. Because we're the children of Hashem, we're able to do tshuva. Because a father that forgoes his honor, his honor is foregone. A father could overlook his insult. Therefore, the Jewish people are able to do tshuva. The nations of the world, they are the subjects of Hashem. God is their king. So the gift of tshuva is only gifted to the children of Hashem. Likewise, likewise, brachos are gifted to the children of Hashem. Likewise, brachos are gifted to the children of Hashem. So that's why Chazal continuously put together the gift of tshuva and the gift of brachos, because just like tshuva is only given to the children of Hashem, likewise, blessings are only able to be made. We can only make brachos because we're the children of Hashem. Therefore, from the Pasuk, it's on the same Pasuk of the word va'ata from which we learn tshuva. That's why the Medrash could say, no'um ha'gever hukam oil. Oil is a hundred brachos. And the Gemara Moed Katan Tezayin says, oil is, hukam oil is the, the yoke of tshuva. And that's why the Pasuk says, v'shavta ad Hashem elekecha. V'shavta teshuva. Ad Hashem, Rabbeinu Ephraim says, mea brachais. In the Perush on the Chidaz Midbar Kedemois, he says, why is the gift of Eretz Yisrael mentioned in Berchus Hamazain? He says, since we're making a bracha and we have a din of banim, that establishes that the gift of Eretz Yisrael to Klal Yisrael is a viable, valid gift. This is what it means. V'yachauta, v'savata, uveirachta, al ha'aretz ha'toiva. Oh, uveirachta, you're making a bracha. You have a din of banim. So memela Eretz Yisrael belongs to us, al ha'aretz ha'toiva. And in the Sefer of Vayoymer Ezra, of Rab Ezra HaKoyin, Troib Misalaton, he brings. This is also a connection. Shuva Yisrael Ad Hashem. Shuva is Shuva Ad Hashem is Meya Brachais. And this gives us a deeper understanding, friends, of Kal Hanene Min Bracha Goizel Hakadosh Baruch Anyone who's Nene without a blessing is stealing. So Rashi says, What are you stealing? You're stealing the blessing. But according to what we're learning, you're stealing the give what God is giving you. Because what He gives you is not yours if you merely have a status of Avadim. It, it's only yours. You can only own something because we are the Banim of Hashem. And this is also the meaning of Birchas Hashem Ki Ta'ashir. The blessing of Hashem, it will make you wealthy. That could be understood, says the Sefer, Hamaskilim Yasiru of Ramosha Maiman. He says that from brachos we gain the status of Banamamakaim, and Mamela, all the blessings of life we own. Because now that we're children, we can have ownership. Therefore, Berchas Hashem, through brachos, Tahashir, what is given to us is viable. And this could also be the meaning of the Pasuk, says Rav Moshe Maimon. Hashem Nasan, Hashem Lakach, God gives, God takes. Yehishem Hashem Mavayrach. So you'll ask, is Hashem giving or is Hashem taking? The answer is it depends. Yehishem Hashem Mavayrach. If you make a bracha, it's yours. If you don't make a bracha, it's not yours. 
because you're an Eved. And this, it's also suggested as a meaning of what we say in the Haftarah Parshas B'Shalach, Hamisnadvim Ba'am Baruch Hashem. Those who are generous in the people, bless God. What's the connection between Nedavos and blessing? It says like this. As we mentioned, only a child could be Mavarech, a father. An Eved can't be Mavarech, his Adain. What mitzvah do we have that likewise establishes our status of Banam Lamakim? Many times we said the mitzvah of Tzedakah. It was a conversation between Rabbi Akiva and Tornas Rufus. Tornas Rufus asked, Hey, Rabbi Akiva, does God love the poor? And Rabbi Akiva said, sure, he loves them. So Tornus Rufus says, so why doesn't he give them what to eat? So Rabbi Akiva says, it's so that we can get the zechus of giving tzedakah. So Tornus Rufus says, tzedakah is a zechus. In my opinion, tzedakah is a great uh, infraction. Here the king decreed that one of his subjects should be poor. How do you have a right to give that subject money and contravene the decree of the poor of the decree of the king? And you guys, you're subjects. So if you're a king, if God decreed someone should be poor, you need to leave him that way. To which Rabbi Kiva said, bad analogy. And what if a king would say that nobody should support his son and feed his son? And somebody sneaks in and gives the son to eat and drink? What would the king do to the benefactor? the king would reward the benefactor. Rabbi Akiva says that we are the children of Hashem, not the subjects of Hashem. The mitzvah of tzedakah demonstrates that we are the children of Hashem. That's why we associate tzedakah with the Tana Rabbi Meir. So therefore, the Sefer Rabbi Yaakov Kari says, Those who are generous, those who give tzedakah, they demonstrate we are the children of Hashem. Baruch Hashem! They could also make blessings because these two mitzvahs, nedavahs and brachahs, they go hand in hand. We could also say, Hamisnadvim ba'am, Baruch Hashem, the generous among the people, they bless Hashem. By the way, Rashi says, Hamisnadvim ba'am, it refers to those who instruct the people to do tshuva. Where, do, where does inspiration to do tshuva come in in this pasuk of blessing Hashem? But according to what we learned from the Chida, Chazal often group together brachos and tshuva. Where? Here to Hamisnadvim Ba'am, those who generously teach the people who, to do tshuva, you're going to do tshuva. That means you're a, ch- a child of Hashem. Baruch Hashem. This grants you the status of Banim Lamakaim. So, whenever we have the opportunity to make a blessing, to make a bracha, and we have many opportunities a day, it is an opportunity to recognize that we are Banim Lamakaim. And you could ask, well, isn't it interesting? That means more than anything else we do a day, do during the day, we make brachas, right? There's no mitzvah we do more often in the day than making a bracha, which comes out to mean there is no fundamental principle 
that we want to remind ourselves of than that we are the beloved children of Hashem. As the Chida teaches us, the fundamental principle of the Chida says, is that So since the most fundamental principle in the Torah is that we are the beloved children of Hashem, therefore there is no principle that we need to reiterate and remind ourselves of more than that we are the beloved children of Hashem. Okay, Rabbi Isai, that's uh, today's shir. I'm going to wish you a wonderful day. Bracha v'atzlacha and a kol tov. Okay? Thank you. Thank you. Oh, yeah. All Thank the best. Bye-bye.